This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This podcast is brought to you in association with Wednesday Picks, the free-to-play game where you can bag yourself a share of £1,000 just by answering a few questions based on our upcoming fixture. Just head to the iOS App Store or the Google Play Store to download the app and enter your predictions. You have to be over 18 to play. Please play responsibly and be gambleaware.org. Hi guys, this is Chris Lyons. I'm Gerald Sabon. Marcus Hoodgate. David Lucas. I'm Glenn Lovens. I'm Daniel Pudil. And I love listening to the Wednesday Till I Die podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wednesday Till I Die podcast. Uh, my name's James and as ever I'm joined by Jamie. Jamie, how's it going mate? You alright? I'm, I'm alright. One, one, one sec mate. So, one minute, I'm just, one minute, I'm just booking my tickets for Wembley. One sec. Uh, yeah, I'm good mate. I'm good, mate. Are you? Sorry, my mum was shouting. My mum was shouting, mate. How's it going? You all right? Yeah, I'm sound, mate. Yeah, yeah. Book me some tickets for Wembley as well, mate. If you, uh, if you can. Well, they all sold out. Sold out. Sorry. I, I can't believe what I've just seen. Obviously, we were mate. recording this straight after the Cardiff game. Um, I mean, pff, absolute yeah. chalk and cheese, weren't it? Yeah, I'm doing that, James. Where I you know you want to interrupt you because I've got to do it this time because me and you, all we want to do is go mad about that game right there. Whereas. Obviously, after the Watford game, we just wanted to do another podcast like, eh. so let's just say right quick, because obviously we normally do the first night, the first game of the week, which we're going to do as usual now again. But let's just let everyone know you're not going to wait long this time because we're going to skip through Watford game in five minutes to get onto this game today. What's made us go back to Wembley. We'll talk about the, uh, the Watford game uh, first and foremost. So, yeah, I mean, how did you see that game? Because I know a lot of people were talking about how good the performance were and stuff. But how did you how did you see it? How I saw it was like this, James. I'll tell you how I saw it. I, today, before we did this podcast, we were both messaging each other last night, weren't we? Saying, we were going to have a rant about this. I'm going to rant about this. And I was saying, yeah, I'm going to rant. Wait until you hear mine. And you were like, yeah, wait until you hear mine. So instead of now changing what I'm going to say and not having a rant just because we've won today, I'm, I'm going to read out because it's the first time I've wrote down everything I wanted to say to make sure I got everything in. And I'm going to read it out. So right. when I read it out, bearing in mind, if I normally read it out, it's like, you've run out of ranting. So, I can't really run after today because everyone's going to be like, thinking I'm a dipstick. So I'm going to read it out. But at the same time, even though we've won today, just bear in mind we've won today, which is fair enough. 
but everything I'm ranting about was before today, right? Firstly, we're back to the Watford game. Right, firstly, it was offside. Like Everyone's got their own opinion, but it was offside. It was interfering with play. The keeper knows that he's, that he's going to tap it in. Tom Lee's knows he's going to tap it in. So if he does tap it in, he's offside. So if he's not there to tap it in, Lee's don't risk cutting the ball out. There's no goal. Keeper don't know whether to come out of that. There's no goal. So it's all if, if, if that's the thing. It's if he it did this, if he did that, if he did that. But if we weren't shit, we'd be good. Do you know what I mean? So you can't just say if this, if that, because if we weren't crap, we'd be good. Anyway, secondly, that didn't relegate us. Like, like Megson said, I'm thinking Watford didn't even like turn up. They didn't even get into first gear. And if the goal didn't count, it could have been a different game. Yeah, that's what everyone says. But it was one goal. So we still did a one goal either way. So whether we played okay or not, we can't just be happy because we didn't get battered by a team that's at top. So I'd rather us lose 8-0 and start with five people up front than lose 1-0 and just match a team that's near top. We need to win. Secondly, uh, thirdly, Jordan Rose, Mr. City. You know what's mad about this next bit is it's going to look like I've wrote this because I've seen tonight's game. But I, I am genuinely, and you know I am. <laughs> yeah. So Jordan Rose, Mr. Sitter. Jordan Rose, Mr. Sitter. So now he needs to get sacked. We need to get rid of him. He's stealing for a living. He's had his chance. He's passed it. He needs to die. That's what, that's, oh my God, that's, that's the brunt of it all. Social media, whatever. That's everything what happened. Last week, we needed a statue outside ground when he scored two at Barnsley. So Rhodes is a player that you don't see all game, but then when he gets a chance, nine times out of 10, he'll, he'll take it. So it just makes me keep wanting to go to his card if I want, I'll wait. So nine times out of 10, he'll take it. But at Watford, he didn't. He's human. So this is what we're resorting to as fans. So, before I start saying it all this and carry it on, I'm not saying our fans are crap. I'm not going to go our fans because it's 2% or whatever. But as fans, we're resorting to all this, with all this negativity, blah, blah, blah. If we're mid-table on the top and he misses a sitter, it doesn't matter because we still love that he scored a few goals recently. He's getting a bit better. Everyone knows he's, he's progressing. But every little finger gets picked up on that because we're at bottom. So Rhodes has won us a few games recently. Patterson's won us a few games a few months back. Sure, well, I know Messi. We're better than Ronaldo and Messi put together. Now he's shit because he's going to Celtic and he's not playing. Like, whatever. So, Bannon's our best player. It's as simple as that. That's what I think. He signs a new deal. He wants to stay at the club. Whether he, whether he wants to stay or not, and all this bullshit around the club, whatever, he's, he wants to stay at the club. He lives here. His daughter goes to school here. All these Instagram posts, it's always about this club and whatever, whatever. He's definitely going to end the season. Even if he signs a new deal, he's going. Reach is shite. But Reach... Is always available. He's always fit. Yeah, he might not be the best player. He might not be the best he's ever been. But you don't have to tweet him saying how shit he is. And he's always a player that's capable of the odd goal. The same with Patterson. You can't slay Patterson because he's one of them that cares. You can see how much he cares. He's gutted when we lose. He runs his socks off. He's had pressure on him to score goals just because he scored a few at start. But he's not even a natural striker. But again, it can pop up with a goal. Imagine how much I want to talk about today's game nowadays. But anyway, I'll carry on, I'll carry on. And slated him, giving him shit all over the internet. As a player, you just see it and think, stuff it. Like, I, I won't want to go out and play for that club with all that negativity. But it's the 2% that you see that you pick up on because you know it's like, whatever you're working as a job, you have nine good reviews, it doesn't matter, you get one bad one, that's what bothers you. So that's what fan players will see. So when we start next season, our fans, no matter how, what we're like and how much we're moaning, it doesn't matter when we start next season, we're gonna, there's going to be 5,000 at 40 screen away, nine o'clock in the morning, getting pissed all day on coach and we're getting more away fans than home fans because that's what we're like. We're going to go anyway. But... Just going back to what I was saying earlier about Megson, another thing he said, when Pulis took over, we couldn't get relegated. No way, not even charged. And yeah, he was crap. But Wednesday, we're only club he couldn't even try and get started with. A manager with his experience, his respect or whatever, didn't get one win in 12, well, one win in 12 wherever it were. Monk, it was crap, but it was the biggest mistake of his life coming to Wednesday. Like That were his words. So like, there's something not right 
there's something not right. We ain't we ain't seen it. We all know that. And as much as I've tried to stick up for Chelsea before, there's something really, really not right. And it, it needs to get sorted because again, I'm trying to go back today, but I don't want to like that can happen. They have got a bit of morale. Even I saw Reach high five and we've got a corner today, but we'll go back to that later. Anyway, we need somebody in that's going to take charge. So anyway, this is the last thing I'm saying, then it's nearly end at Ram. We get more in. It's a good personality. Very likeable. Uh, it leads me on to this Cardiff game today, but I've got to... I've, I've, right, I'll carry on. So this is what's annoying me. Bear in mind, I said this before today's game, yeah? So our assistant manager, assistant manager is saying today isn't a must-win game, right? That's what he said. Fact. Yeah. It's not a must-win game, right? What... <laughs> Why is the assistant manager? I'll explain in a minute why I'm saying the assistant manager all the time. Why is the assistant manager saying that? He's saying it's not a must-win game. We beat. We beat. We're playing a team at home. We're playing a team at home with eight games. Eight games left. Second bottom at league before today's game. That's where we stood. Seven points from safety before we kicked off, and it isn't a must-win game, right? Now, did he say it to take pressure off the players, or did he say it because he really didn't think it was a must-win game? Because either way, there's something wrong. It's a must-win game. I'm not. I don't. Look, I can't follow football ever again if that's not a must-win game. I don't know what it is. But if he did do it take the pressure, to take the pressure off the players, yeah, then why? Why the hell should we not be putting pressure on these players? There's eight games left. The only thing that we should be doing is putting pressure on them. Listen, today is must-win. Nothing other than must-win is good enough. If you want to be here and you want to prove a point, speak now. Step up, step forward and, and tell me where you want to play. Tell me that you're going to give it everything on the pitch to make sure we win. Prove that you want to be here. Who wants to be here next season? Every single one of you now, put your hand up. Like we're back at school. Put your hand up and tell me if you want to be here. Because if you don't, you don't play. We want this club to stay up. I'm the assistant manager, whatever, blah, blah, blah. We need leaders. See who puts the hand up. See who's most passionate, whatever. And even if they're not the better players than other ones that are starting, fucking play, just play him. Like, just play him because you've got a bit of passion about him. Not only that, if you do put pressure on him and then we lose, so what? We lose every week anyway. So... Finally, this leads me on to the last thing. I can't what I can't understand the most, James. I really can't understand this the most is Darren Moore's our manager, right? Yeah. Yep. Is he dead? No, he's not dead. He's got coronavirus. He's fine. So he can't wait to get back. He can't wait to get back at the sidelines. Bloody bloody blow and all this. So this is what I went about with assistant earlier. Coming back to it, why is our assistant manager saying that it's not a must-win game? Why why is our assistant manager saying anything apart from doing an interview after the match today at Watford? Because He's, he's, he's speaking about everything. It's not a way must be game, blah, blah, blah. Darren Moore, he can, he'll be contacting the players. He'll be FaceTiming them, Zoom, text, phone, whatever. Whichever way you look at it, Darren Moore will be in touch. We, we, we all know him. He's not dying. He's all right. Everyone says he's all right, whatever. He can contact the social media platforms and he can say, right, listen, interview, prun, star, print, anyway, whatever, and say, listen, it's a must-win game. Um, there's no if and buts about it, whatever. Not being on the side of pitch is killing me, but my staff know we need to win. I spoke to players, spoke to Jamie, blah, blah, blah. This is what I need because I don't know what's worse, right? The fact that Monk, is, uh, fucking Monk, the fact that Moore is telling him to take the pressure off and say that it's not a must win, or the fact that it's worse that he's not telling him to say that he's thinking he's doing it for his own accord, saying it's not on accord, and then not saying, don't you dare go and say that because it is a bloody must win game. I just can't understand the whole thing about it not being a must win game because it was. End of. That's, that's, my, that's my rant over. They've been must win games for about. God, we've been saying it. We've been saying it for ages, haven't we? Yeah. You know I mean? But all that run there, all that run there. You personally, I know everyone's going to listen to it. You personally, do you agree with ninety nine percent of that or what? I do, mate. I do. I, I I agree with nearly all of it. Yeah, it's you're bang right on what you're saying. I mean, like going going back, obviously this this Watford game that were uh, that were on Friday. 
for, for me, the thing that stood out like a sore thumb was just the lack of urgency about the whole thing. Now, I, I know, I know that um, you know they played they played better and they, they have been playing better as we've gone going, going along. But we're in relegation zone. We need we don't need good performances. You know, if we get relegated, if when whatever, whatever it is, what happens at the end of the season. If we do go down, we're not going to look back and go, oh, yeah, but we played well against Watford. Do you know what I mean? All you're going to look at is there's a bit L at the side of it and it'll say 1-0, lost. Today's game, yeah, we won 5-0. If we were 5-0 up at half-time, right, and we ended up drawing 5-5, which could easily have happened, right? You don't you don't look back and you, you look back and think, right, Reed scored two great goals there. They, 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 you look back and think, as long as you give an effort, like I was saying at Watford, if they'd have started with five players up front and lost 8-0, I don't care. As long as they'd have gone for it and tried to... Do you know what I mean? It, it's all... Well, it's like it's like the Birmingham game against Swansea. You know they've had a, a jammy penalty, ninety fifth minute or whatever it were. They've scored. They're not going to look back and go, oh, we shouldn't have had that penalty. They're going to look back and go, that was three yeah. points. That took us three points further away from you know from Rotherham and Sheffield Wednesday. Uh-huh. They're not going to look back and you know they don't care how they score the goals. They just want the points. They didn't. We didn't lose. Get relegated because of that. Whoa, we lost by one point at the end of the season. Or that because Ben Birmingham's penalty. Oh bloody hell! That was because of this goal at the offside. Where we lost because we've lost at home to Rotherham twice. They've done double overs. Right, we lost at home to Rotherham twice. We lost at Wickham earlier in the season. Yeah, we beat them. Whatever. We lost to Birmingham when they couldn't. No, Birmingham can't, can't beat anyone. That would be full bully or anything. We lost to Birmingham. We lost to Coventry two 0 when we needed. It's all, it's all there's no excuses for nothing. Like that one, that goal, Rotherham, if we lose by one point, it's not because of that penalty or that offside goal, it's because Rotherham's got it 90th minute at our ground. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. It's the Luton game where we're 2 0 up at half time and lose 3 2. It's all these other games. Like you said, yeah, I've seen people on social media saying, oh, we're that, ref- that referee's sent us down and oh, that goal shouldn't have stood against, against Watford. It does no, it's not. It's, it's nothing to do with that. It's to do with the lacklustre performances. And, and like, you, like you've been saying, it, it seems daft that we're talking about this. And then and then it's why we love football, isn't it? And then today, we're going to put in that, that amazing, amazing performance. Yeah. But I, you know, just, like I said, just going back to Watford, just for, for one, one last moment. I just, I just felt like it didn't look like a sign. I think Merson said it on uh, on Sky Sports as well. It didn't look like yes, a sign. Texture, the exact words. I texted the exact words. I said, it looks like a team that's just comfortable mid-table where you think, oh, well, good performance at Watford, but we've lost. No matter. That's what it looked like. It did. And, and you know, we should be fighting for the life. You know, they, they, as much as all fans might think, and us included, that, that we're down, I know that might slightly change after after today. But when you look at the you know the grand picture, it looks like we're getting relegated. But the, whilst ever it's mathematically possible that we can stay up, as players, they've got to be you know fighting you know every single challenge. Like like you just said, I'd rather them go in with a fight and have some, and have a go and lose eight nil because losing one nil or eight nil. Yep. All right, there is a difference, and I'm sure a goal difference could come into it if yeah, you, if you look at the end of the season. But really, I'd rather them try than not try and still lose. Do you know what I mean? It's just, it's just, um, I don't know. It's one of them things. But one thing, that, one thing that I have thought about though is, in a normal season, we'd have had a lot more training time. You know, we wouldn't have been playing all these games. More's come in, and it's clear that yeah, he's actually trying to implement some stuff. You know, we've had the international break, which it's been terrible having no no football, but the fact that they've they've had time on training pitch and they've actually been working on these things. Like I said, yeah, yeah, we're a bit of a better performance against Watford. I know we didn't get the right result, but they've, they've carried that into into today. And and well, look what they've done. Look what they've done today. They've absolutely hammered Cardiff five five now. So maybe what what Darren Moore's trying to implement 
is is actually working. It's just yep. that yep. we've had too many games. I mean, what were his first game, Rotherham? Uh, that was like literally two days after he took charge. He hasn't been yeah. able to change anything in before until he plays. Yep. He's literally picked the team and then that that's it. And he's picked the same team that had been playing previously. But I mean, I think we've had enough to talk about Watford anyway. We, we're itching to talk about to talk about Cardiff. We are, but yeah. we are. But I'm, so I'm going to interrupt you just before we do because one thing to say on that Watford thing, I think what it were with it, like now nah, before we move on, like I said to Cardiff, if we'd have lost today to Cardiff or drawn, right, then. You know what they've been all over the internet. You know the God, the abuse, everything, right? But after that Watford game, for for him to say that before we do move on to today, for him to say that it's not a must-win game, it, whatever reason we did it for, all fans will say, "No, it don't matter because we won." But if we didn't win today or we drew or whatever, right? What what are you saying that for? Like on on thinking because it's not you can't excuse excuses to, because it players all are well, right. It's it's you've got you've got to be motivating them. So I'm only saying that now to to move on to today's game for what I'll say in a minute. But what do you figure that? Yeah, I must admit, when I heard him say it, I, I were I were thinking a bit like, what, like, it don't to say it's not a must win. It, it and like you said, I don't I don't know what I don't know why why he said it. I'd like I've absolutely no idea because we're like we're so many points adrift. How many how many were it's like seven points adrift? I think it were before we kicked off, and it's like there's only eight games left. There's not a load of points to play for. We've got to win. Three games in a draw, or we've got to win four games, basically. Yeah, three games, sorry, to actually only to just catch the teams that, that are above us. Like, it's we can't draw or anything. We have to. We have well, to is, win. This is why I'm asking and, you. This is why I'm asking yeah, you. And him, and him coming out and saying that it is a must-win game. I, I don't think he's going to put any pressure on players. They, they know that already. Surely they must know it because that was good. This is what I'm saying. Like, but why are you saying it? Because if they don't win, then he then he's backed himself up and said, "Well, like I said, he won a must-win game." Like, what, what, do you know what I mean? It's just it don't make sense to us. But as to, going back to that, what you said as well about when Morton took at first game, Rotherham. What I will say is, uh, I need you know today why it meant more to me than anything because I look into things like this. So he took over at Rotherham. So he's been in charge, right? Three, six, seven, seven games. Took over against Rotherham. When you take over, yeah, he didn't have a lot of time. But when you take over a new club, you always win your first game. We didn't, right? But we, I think we played all right. Like, we didn't play that bad enough. I thought we were going to nick it or whatever. And it, obviously, that last minute was horrendous. But anyway, we lost our first game. But you like him. He's come in and he's got a good personality, whatever. So then, the second game, we're going to Reading. We're going to Reading and we lose 3-0. But, 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 the only but I'm saying is, it, we were all right. We're doing all right until he got sent off. So I'm thinking, I can't really, I'm not judging it until next game now. So if we look get back against Norwich at home, we just know, like, don't matter what manager we've got, whatever. Anyway, Norwich game, we lost, yeah, but we got that first goal or whatever. They weren't the worst we've ever been in Norwich or Norwich. So I thought, right. But then moving on to Huddersfield. Huddersfield, the, the fourth game, we're playing Huddersfield at home, blah, blah, blah all this shit. We, we should have won. Like, we drew with Huddersfield. No matter how you put it, no matter how well they played, but that, that then for me thought, right, it don't matter what he's trying to implement or whatever, it's really not going to make an impact like no one else has, bloody blah. So we had no hope then. Then Barnsley happened. So Barnsley happened and bloody hell, like, whatever. Like, I have faith again and all this. So then that happens. Break, come back from breaking all this. We need to win at Watford. The only little thing that saves it, the fact that, like, here we go again, win, lose, win, lose, is the fact that, yeah, we should have won. We needed to go all out, blah, blah, but we didn't get battered by one of the teams in the top of the league. Let's just see what happens with Cardiff because this is a massive game with Cardiff, blah, blah. It's a must win no matter what anyone says and blah, 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 blah. And then they've done that. So I've got I've got hope. Even if it's even if we don't still play, I've got hope. We've we done yeah. more. So. Like you said, it, it, it's fine margins, isn't it? When you, when you look, when you look, when you've just, you've just listed them all, all them games there. Yeah. You know, Rotherham, the last minute winner. We could have, yeah. like you said, we could have nicked it. That's close. <laughs> 
Yeah, I know it's all these buts and maybe's and stuff like that. Yeah, the red yep. card against Reading changed the game massively. Oh, game plan has gone totally out of window. You know, Norwich we're leading. We have had we've had a good chance. We haven't got battered. We've we've not really got battered by any any teams recently, or, or certainly since Darren Moore's come in. Even though you said three 0 and you're right, yeah, Jim. It's a red card, isn't it? It changes. It changes everything. When you're down at bottom, they, they, you know that that that's it. They, you know they scored a penalty. We're down to ten men. We've got to chase it, and it don't work. It don't work out. So yeah. it, it's definitely positive. I, I, I still I still can't bring myself to thinking that we've got a chance. I still think that we're, we're going to go down, but I think it's like too little, too late. Myself and Jamie bring this podcast to you because we're both passionate Wednesday eyes, but it doesn't come without a cost. Now, we're not doing this to get rich, but for less than the cost of a match day pie and a pint, you can help support the podcast. By becoming a patron, you'll be helping the hosting costs, as well as allowing us to purchase new equipment to further enhance the listening experience and allow us to continue producing this podcast for you each and every week. Just go to patreon.com forward slash WTIDpod to become a patron of the podcast. Now, we don't want it to make you feel like you have to, but your support is genuinely appreciated, so thank you. The reason it is is because, like, at Reading, yeah, we didn't get battered, but... It were 10 men we were very much in it before and all that. Rotherham, one goal difference. The difference with more, like, is, yeah, we conceded it 90th minute, but it was an individual goal like it were from a stupid cross. Well, you can't do note about something like that, whereas Luton, before he took over, 2-0 at half-time, that sort of performance to go to Luton, that's a different kettle of fish, that, that can't happen. So yeah. I get all that, and then that's, that brings me to today. So today, if he doesn't score that first header in fourth minute, then it's, it, it could be completely different again. They could score from that goal kick like it could be anything but he scores that first goal then the second goal is obviously unbelievably well taken which nine times out of ten won't go in then Reed pop, pops up one his world is wild oh well, all he'll get now is oh it's too late it's too late now he can't win it's he funny it's, fu- it's funny you should say that I just want to just want to say I, uh, I watch it match and I said I said to father-in-law I said we should be like 1-0 and we were just talking about the game in general and I said that Patterson he, he's like done no he scored his six goals and he's like he's like Living off the back of his good start that he had, but we're saying he's not a striker. This, that, and the other. He's not been playing very, playing very well. Next minute, he pops up with that absolute worldie that he that he scores. I couldn't believe it when he when he put it in back in there. Like, I think when a commentator said that it's one of, one of the best goals that he's seen all season, and uh, and then Favreau said said about um, about Reach saying that he's done no all season. Next minute, pops up with that free kick. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. James, that, but the point I'm making there, that what you've just said is right. So, that, like I said, that first goal, Reach will get, oh, my God, you'll do it now. You know what I mean? And, oh, but it's all right scoring, road scoring when you're 4-0. Oh, we need to They've always been negative people. They've always been, like, like we said, that blah, blah. For example, today, I'm not going to name a person, but you look at tweets and you're laughable. Some of them, one of them said, oh, he's, he, that shit kid's starting again, Reach, but all that shit, right? Literally, that, that's what this guy was tweeting about, loads, about Reach, yeah? When he scored that goal, he's retweeted a, a video from Sky or whatever of Reacher's goal going, what a, what a cracker and all this. And I was looking thinking, Mate, it's non-stop. So but, fickle. So, for, so fickle. I, I know, I know. But going back to the thing, you know, when, I don't want to say told you so or all that. Or oh, I told you this, told you that. Because all I have of some fans on podcast is, you know, if Rhodes want to score today, I'll have a few people must be going, that's he's not scored in a few now. What do you think now? Or, or Reach, you still like Reach if you didn't have a good game. But like, nah. It's not to say I told you so, but in a way it is. So what I said right at the start of this podcast, all that what I read out before the game, but the only four players I mentioned, right, were Bannon, Eagle got man at match, brilliant. 
Patterson, who I said tries his hardest, he got passion, blah, 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 and he can pop up with a ball, which he did. I said, Rhodes, nine times out of ten, he, like, he didn't have a sniff all game, he didn't even know he was playing, and then he scores when he gets one chance. And the other one is Reach, who will always turn up, always turn up, and he's always consistently in team, wherever, whatever, wait a second, wait a second, always turn up, always turn up, and he can always pop up with a goal. And he's popped up with two. He's proved my point exactly about all of it. And then, like I said earlier, you get a corner with two in a look, they had a corner. And he, he's blocked him out and something like that, reaching his high five in Borna, like the saving each other and all this. And they had spirit, they've got spirit. They had that confidence, that goal went in in fourth minute. If it didn't, it could have been different. But as soon as that goal went in, and then we scored that second goal, as soon as that second goal went in, I knew everything was going to go in after that. I knew and when, they, when they had that scramble online, you know, as soon as they had that scramble online, like I literally sat there, do I was sat with watching match, and I went, there's no way, no matter what happens, they could have 20 penalties, they're not going to score it. It's going to go away, you can see what like, where it's going. So the bar. Then he bought, then they have that scrambled up line. It was just meant to be. Then you knew Reeks were going to score a finger. You knew we were going to score four. And then you probably knew five. I, I expected six because you just expected that today, right randomly. I just hope we hadn't used all our goals up. But you can see confidence is just massive, though, because there were there were a time where Reach could have uh, pulled it pulled it back for someone. And I think it went out for, a, I think Keeper got it or something. But if we were 1-0 down or 2-0 down or 0-0 or whatever it is, You'd be screaming at Telly, but I think at the point at the time it was th- we were three 0 up, four 0 up, so it don't it don't matter like you said, and and then when it comes when you come to confidence, Reach when he scores his second goal, when he's flicked it over over defender on on touchline, he ain't doing that if it, if we're one 0 down. Do you know what I mean? But because we're three because we're three 0 up, he's he's trying old tricks and what have you. He's flicked it past flicked it past him, got into the box. We we never ever see that. We never see anyone getting in box trying to. You know, there's nobody, any, there's like hardly anyone there normally, but because we're playing well and because we've got confidence, he's, he's busting the gut to get in there. You know, so he's, he's got his goal and he's got his just rewards. But for me, it's just, I, I can't believe why it's taken for us to be bottom of the league at the start of the game for us to put in a performance like that. Because that, has, that has, was like the best performance all season. I'm sick of saying this proves my point, but again, it does prove my point. What you're on about reach there, so he wouldn't have done that if you're losing, blah, blah. This is the point I've been making. Reach scored them goals when we're top of the league. And if you miss these chances when we were playing Leeds in that promotion season, don't matter because Fessy will score this or Wallace will score that. However, there were no pressure. Bannon were doing this. This is exactly the point we've been saying on podcasts for weeks. But he scores that goal today when we just scored one goal, one nil up, two nil up. He gets a free kick and he, he doesn't feel pressure. Like If it goes in, brilliant. But if it don't, we're still two nil up, whatever. But we're one nil down against someone. He's thinking, God, I, I, I don't shoot. Or if it's if it's crap, or if there's loads of different things. So he's done that flick. He's not doing that. Imagine that flick one nil down. It'll, one, it probably won't pay off because he's, he's like feels under pressure. Whatever. And two, oh my God, why is he doing a flick there? But it appears that but flick does it because he's got confidence. He does that. Then he's fourth. He scores again, like because of the confidence and he's, he's in his flow. And that's what we were like when he went in that season when he was his best. So again, this whole point what we're making with it is. When he's feeling comfortable, when it, you're in a good position, whatever, this is what he can do. This is what the players can do. But you're not going to try these things when you're, you're at bottom. You're not going to try these things when things aren't going your way and everything seems to go for you in one place. But when we went one up, two up, three up, everything everything just went in because they felt confident. Windass, yeah. five nil up, he wanted to score, but he didn't. He passed it across to Fingy for goal and it just all worked. And you're about team confidence. You're about team confidence and it were there and all this. And you don't get why it took this long to do it and blah, blah. I feel the exact same, obviously. We all feel the exact same. But like, it's just now, the next game is massive because now, if we go and lose 1-0 or whatever it is, it's just a one-off random thing, in it? But if we go and win, even if we stay up with a bit of rope or go down with a bit of rope or whatever, it's it's at least if 
you just hope with Darren Moore because today every other team at bottom has won and it's the worst thing ever in it because we couldn't have been any worse because we're in the same position as we were before kickoff, which is so upsetting. I know, yeah, like yeah, it is, it's true. It's, it's like sod's law, isn't it? That they say we're putting that performance. I mean, the yeah. only the only saving grace is massive pressure now on Birmingham in it tomorrow when they um, when they play. I don't I don't know who he's the playing, but they, you know they're now, they've now seen us. You know, have that big win, and they're thinking, "Christ, we've got to get a result now." It's it's kind of put you know put pressure on them. But I, I, just going back to back to today, I, I just didn't expect it what, whatsoever. I think I tweeted this morning saying, "You know, another game today. Will it be another defeat?" I know that's uh, obviously that's matured matured well as days gone on, but that's how everyone felt that this morning. Um, and then obviously when all the other results go against us, I was I was thinking, "Oh Christ, here we go again." I, you know, I, I always watch them, and I never, and I know some people like never watching them ever again and stuff. You know, obviously we, we do this podcast, so I feel like I have to watch them to a certain degree. But I do, I do want to watch. I think it's that kind of fear of missing out. I always want, I always want to watch them. You know, I'm a Wednesday fan. I, you know, I want to, I want to see them do do well, and to just to see them put that performance in, it were, it, it it were frustrating. I think as much as it were fantastic and stuff. Looking back on it now, like I just said before. It is frustrating that we've got a set of players there that can do it. Why weren't they doing it for Gary Monk at the start of the season? Why weren't they doing it for Tony Pulis a bit later on? Joey, what, what, what? I mean, you can say you know Moore's done this and Moore's done that, but it's the same. It's the same players. This the, the same people. He's not. He hadn't brought anyone in. He hadn't had time to bring anyone in. He hadn't even brought these 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 pre transfers in. These Ravel Morrison's and and that other kid that that they were looking at. So it's the same people. We've, if anything, we've had we've got less people because there's been people that's gone out injured and stuff. So it is just so frustrating when you when you when you look and and I, I do just think that it's just going to be a, li- a little too late. But we, we're holding on to that glimmer of hope. And yeah, we've got what is it Q, QPR on on Saturday, which. Yeah, if that Jamie comes out and says that it's not a must-win game, people <laughs> shoot it. Um, yeah, I mean, I just want to talk about some of these individual goals that we that we scored. Um, first goal, Borna. That what a header that were. To be honest, what a cross it were from Bannon. Yeah, it's, it it were it were it, it were a good goal. It were a good cross, and it were a good cross by that kid, that Bannon who's passed it. Who who's rubbish. Who needs to <laughs> needs to. He's not good enough for this league, but obviously he's done that cross today. So now nah, he needs to be in Premier League and all that. But it's it's just. It's, Go on then, but when when that goal went in. I bet a little bit of you thought, oh no, it's an early goal. Like they're going to come no, no, in. No, no, but what you're saying now, theoretically, yeah, it, 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 back of my head, you, that, that, I knew that after celebrating for 13 seconds, 14 seconds later, I was going to say, yeah, you know, but we know what's happened now. Yeah, one, whatever. But then when it take a moment in, there's still going to be two, two. I, I still thought it was going to be, four, I still going to be drawn until it was four, four. But then when it was five, I thought, right, that could be it now. So, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I just think four 0 up, we're still thinking, oh Christ, they could still well, get another five here. <laughs> well, at four 0 up, I was thinking, right, so it's four nil. Um, about half an hour, so I'm thinking, right, four nil, four goals, half an hour. So that's one every seven, one about seven and a half minutes. Um, one and seven and a half minutes. Yeah, it could be four four, right? Yeah, when it was five, I was like, no, 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 I was like, when it was five, I thought, right, you know what, stuff it worse, it can be nice five four, so I still think we'll win. That's what I like, but yeah, no, joking aside, individual goals that we're talking about, 
from the, from that first goal when it went in, I felt it. I knew, I knew it would happen today. I knew I was confident before it. I knew we were going to win before it. I don't know what it were. I just knew we were going to win. I just again, it makes me think back to why did he say that he weren't in the win game? I don't want to bore people with it, but like, why did he say? Because he said that we didn't win. Like, what, what, what? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. But anyway, that individual goal, great cross, great header. But it was good as well because it was Aidan Flint that were picking him up as well, weren't it? And it normally. Yeah. I know, I know Patson scored against his former club, but I was thinking, oh, it's nailed on today. Aidan Flint will score a goal. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's, it's, you know, every, every, every player that plays against the former club and it being Wednesday pops up with a goal. Oh, 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 so this, what, what do you call it? So they were Patterson and Aidan Flint. Weren't there somebody else who was signed for Cardiff Flint today? Oh, Harris, but he didn't play today. Well, we didn't play. So, yeah, so basically what I thought today, because like you said, old club, when they go back to old clubs, they score, yeah. So I thought, uh, Flint were going to score an hat trick. I thought Patterson were going to score two on goals, and I thought <laughs> and I thought Kadeem Harris were going to come off bench to score an on goal as well. So that's why I expected happening. But with these individual goals again, so first of all, right, great, great cross, great header, and I'm not being negative, but it were awful, awful defending. So if he does, if he defends normally, you don't get a free header in six yard box from a corner. It's ridiculous, but it did, but it did, right? So that were it. Second goal, as soon as he's gone, I, I don't know why I just knew. I knew because you know why I knew because I saw someone on the internet going. Uh, well, like when we lost time, Palmer, this and that, you, you, you scored one goal, blah, blah, blah. So when he went to that byline, I knew we were going to cross it in for an assist. So anyway, he crossed it in, that finish. I, I literally, I, for about five seconds, I, I thought it's stanchion. I didn't want to believe, I couldn't believe it went in. And then I re- realised when he celebrated, it's because he was against his former club. That's why he went celebrating straight away, sort of it's, thing. With it's funny you should say that, though, because you know, when, when Bernard scored, I said, they were, I said they shouldn't celebrate, really. The bottom at league, they just need to run back and to centre centre uh, circle and just start again as if just if like do you know what I mean don't don't do all high fives and stuff just I know I know you're obviously elated that you've scored but I just thought get Mike start again and and when Patterson did did that I, I, at first I forgot like you said I forgot that he, he was against his former team but I, I thought yeah that's what we need to do just no emotion get back start again. I completely completely disagree like completely disagree so it's a must win game you've got fourth minute. We've scored the goal from corner like that, whatever. It's a great ball and great header. You've got your team spirit like you could see through the game. Celebrate together. And be like, right, come on. Come on, lads. Well, well, don't sprint back to halfway and kick off, off again right quick. We need to waste as much time as possible sort of thing. But yeah. again, I do I, I do get the point. And like you said, the second one, as soon, as soon as that went in, like joking aside, I knew that way. Then everything going to go in. That goal, what, it was just an unbelievable volley. And the satisfaction, the satisfaction like just of the... Things I've said because I stick up for Patterson, I stick up for I stick up for Rhodes, and I stick up for Reed. Them three are the three I mainly stick up for. And all I ever get off people on the Twitter and all this, we get so many amazing reviews. But you always obviously get one person saying in any job you do or anything or whatever that or message going, ha, uh, but Reed didn't score again or Patterson missed a sitter, you know, because you stick up from whoever. But today, like the satisfaction in what happened for every player I mentioned, whoever were good just because the simple fights, the 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 slit, the stick they get, the slate they get. And, Whatever, whatever, of these certain individuals or whatever, whatever, it's it's all they're only human, the only human, and everything I said happened. And I'm yeah, and but, I'm, but this is this is why you you hate and love football at the same time. You've got to admit, I know you I know you stick up for, I know I know you stick up for for Reach and Patterson and what have you, but you've got to admit that that this season, Reach and had a great season as it. He's he's hardly he's hardly done all. Yeah, know, I'm doing it. I'm doing it again. I'm sorry. I'm putting in. I'm putting in. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, I can't agree. No, because like again, reach. He's been crap. He hasn't. He hasn't been good. He, honest. He's not been good. He's not. He's not. He's not scored any goals. He's. Not, he's hardly been featuring in, in most in most games. 
I know he's got the quality, but he ain't been good. So this is what this is why we love debates and stuff like that, like why we love disagreeing. So first things first, right? I'll I'll tell you why I'm right and you're wrong because Richard just scored two goals, so he's best player in the division. So that I'm right anyway. Secondly, <laughs> secondly, Reach yeah, is I've been stuck up for him all the time because the main thing, James, to me, the main thing is he's never got a bad attitude, right? He plays every game. Like I don't want to be tweeted by a fan saying no, he don't. He didn't play. Uh, he didn't play in 2019 when we played. Do you know what I mean? I, I don't mean every single. Game, but he's there all the time. He's always available. He, he plays that position left back if he had to, and then left mid or whatever. He's a consistent performer. Yeah, he might not have had his best season ever, but look at the players around him. Like look at the the, the games we've played. Look at the results we've had or whatever. Like perfect point today. The, today when we're winning and he scores them goals he's got confidence he does his flicks or whatever the cross at Norwich yeah I know it's pinpointing little things but he's got it he has got it might not have been his best season but there's a reason because of the team around him there's a team around him that's like it Reach is one of the most consistent players for us plays all the time he's always fit never moans if we go to League One if we go to League One or Championship whichever we're in we will not be able to sign another left winger like Adam Reach we won't be able to do it we, need, we have to keep Adam Reach that's my opinion yeah but I mean, yeah, but you have said you, you said you disagree, but you you've also agreed with what I said by saying that he hadn't had a great season. I think I think part of part of the reason why we think that is because of the season that he's had previously, and then World is he's scored. He's like he's like kind of victim of his own success because he's, he's had such a good season and and in, in the past, you know, he scored Worldies against Leeds, he scored the Worldie against West West Brom that season. If like every goal he scored, we're an absolute cracker, weren't it? Um, so because he's had them seasons. Uh, he, he's, he's not done all. He's not done all this this season at all. And I, I just think that I, I don't know. He, he, he's not been a, a, a fantastic performer. And, but to be fair, neither has anyone have they really. We've not had anyone that's been stand. You can't say that any player this season has has played consistently well. They might they might you know Bannon. You might say Bannon, but at the end of the day, I don't. When you when you're rock bottom at league as we were when we started today's game. Everyone's been a bit shit, really, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, and you're right again. So, with, with, with that point, I was trying to think then, you know, like when somebody says something like, that being one person, that's been whatever, always trying to automatically in your head is think, yeah, I want to say one person just to be like, yeah, there's this one. And then, well, there, there, there isn't, but, but James as well, going back to Reese for a sec, um, I think because I don't want it to sound like he worships it because the, the way I see it is, yeah, when I said it's not being his best season or blah, blah, whatever, right? He still put these crosses in. Let me try and explain it best I can. He still put crosses in box, right? But we haven't had the players we've had in the past that, that have been there to put these finishes on it. He still scored that goal at Blackburn, that good goal at Blackburn, and he still got it, right? He's, that cross at Norwich, like I mentioned, for, for Windass, if Windass wouldn't have finished that cross, if he wouldn't have finished that header, it would never be mentioned ever again. Like, that's simple as that. That season when he did do well, like we're saying, leads, this goal, that goal, whatever, whatever, it were, it were the team around him, everything and all that lot. So now... Last thing I'm saying about him is he's not being this, he's not being that. I think speaking to Alex Miller of the week, and he said, What you don't see, Adam Reach, he said it's going to be unpopular. But he said, Adam Reach, you don't understand how much he does off ball and blah, 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 all this, which we don't. Even in the ground, just sometimes don't know. All you see is a miss or a shot or a goal or whatever. But Adam Reach, for Alex Miller, he goes to every single game, comments on it, he does this, he sees more than any of us to say he does this much, that much off ball, blah, 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 it's for a reason. Yeah, he doesn't mean everybody's everybody's right because that's his opinion, but I'll tell you something, I believe his opinion over 900 people on Twitter that don't go to a game. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not doubting his ability. I mean, we all know he's got the ability to, you know, like the free kick he scored, you know, 
keeper had absolutely no chance with that one. You know, he's bent it in with his left foot. He's got an absolute wand of a left foot. I'm not, I'm not doubting any of that. You know, his crosses that he put in, puts in. Uh, I just think he's a massive confidence player, and and once he, once he's got a bit of confidence, you know, once he's, I mean, when we play QPR on uh, on Saturday, he needs to carry that confidence through. He needs to be having a few shots from uh, from edge from edge of box. I, I don't think personally, I don't think we have enough shots at all. I mean, there's too many times. There were a time today when Windass ran through and he tried to run past you know six, seven players. He should have just opened his body up. I think this is the first half. Should have opened his body up. Keeper uh, were um, unsighted. He should have had a shot. It, you know, if it goes wide or over bar, I don't really care because as it happened, he ran through, got brought down. I think he handballed it in end, so it was a free kick to them. So I just think that you know, let's come back to reach. He, he's, a, he's a massive confidence player, and hopefully, he can prove everyone wrong and push on in these last seven games that we've got. We can, have, you know, he can he can put some put some good performances in. Yep, so that last thing again on him. So that you've just said confidence player. This is what proves we're both right. This is why he's a confidence player, right? He will see stuff what fans tweet. That's simple. Again, I've got to reiterate, I'm not, I'm not saying Wednesday fans like it's 2% of people, the negativity is what everyone knows who we're on about. Like they'll tweet it, celebrities and say, you're not anything. But anyway, reach right, confidence player, simple, body, body, body. Why would you have confidence when you're going to see all this shite you're getting all over into 24 7? He's not going to this anymore. He's not that I don't want to be, he's not going to. Why would you have confidence? You wouldn't, right? You wouldn't. Simple as that for a start. Then he scores a goal like that today. Then he scores again. Then he does that flick over his over his shoulder. Like that season, the best season ever he had. He scored them good goals, got good players around him. So he keeps having them shots, keeps doing these crosses. It's obviously confidence, but this is what I'm saying about the idiots on internet stuff like that. Why, why would you want to play for us when all you're getting is just constant abuse? I remember seeing Barry Bannon, somebody put it on his Instagram, like about his daughter messaging, saying he's going, somebody was going to kill his daughter or something. It was absolutely mental. Like, and it weren't the fake again. We're a Wednesday fan. It's just mental. Just try and be positive because if we're not positive, how can they be positive on pitch? I know I do, I do I do agree with that. I mean I think people get a bit wrapped up, don't you know, all the all the emotions and and stuff. And it's because we're, we're we're fans and not and not customers at the end of the day. Because if we were customers, we just turn off and uh, and, and yeah, not, but yeah, but there's a difference, James. There's a difference, James. If you lost eight 0 today, would you go on? Would you go on there and tweet saying you are sh- tag some tag the player in it and say you're absolutely crap. You need to f off and blah 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 blah. And then when well, he scores a goal, when he scores a goal, retweet it. You're, you're a player. If you saw it, you're thinking, what a knob, what a weirdo. I don't want to play for people like this. Think, do you know what I mean? Whatever. It's 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 true, isn't it? I mean, you know, yeah. emotions are proper up and up and down, aren't they? Especially as a Wednesday fan. At, well, they're more down than up, to be to be perfectly honest. Yeah, so just on reach, do you think that if we go down, we can keep Adam Reach? Because personally, I don't think we can. I think if we go down, he's out of contract. He isn't gonna. We're not gonna be able to offer him the same money that he's on now, and there'll be there'll be teams queuing up to sign him as a free agent next season. Right. Yep. So to answer your question, um, do I think we we will hold all this way back? The reason why you can't really answer that is because, one, if we go down, right, then we should have given a new contract before this. Like, it's simple as that, because I think he's good enough for championship. If, if teams are coming up in championship for him, like, he's good enough to play championship, simple as that. Two, if, if we haven't got enough money to have him in League One, like, if we don't have enough money to keep him in League One, then you've got to look at getting rid of somebody else, like, in his place, to pay him to, to pay him enough. Or if not, if you, if you want to... He won't take a lower cut, for example, or whatever. Get rid of him anyway, because you, you don't want people like that anyway. So I think what you've got to do is say to him, do you want to play for us if we go down? And if he says, yeah, 
say to him, right, well, will you take a peek or whatever? If he says no, then whatever, see what happens. If he says yeah, then all good. I just think we have to have to keep holding him either way. Whether he wants to be or not is a completely different situation, isn't it? Yeah, I, I I just think personally, if you if you put you know if you're in his shoes, I know we talk about loyalty all the time, and he's played yeah. for how many seasons. But I think end of the day, it's a it's a job. Um, and if, I think if we're good on, like I said, there's going to be teams like a Cardiff, like a yep. um, Forest or a Derby or, or a team like that. You know, well, do you like mean a, will he stay? Do you mean will he want to stay? Is that what you mean? I mean, I just, I just think when someone's going to... I don't know how much money he's on now. And I'm sure if he goes, I don't think he'll get the same money that he's on now anyway. Just with everything, the, the whole situation, the coronavirus and all this stuff. Teams haven't got as much money, have they? But, but I think if we go down to League One and the mess that we're in, everyone's seen the accounts and how much money we're losing. I think that yeah. we're, we're not going to be able to offer and reach the same, yeah. the same money. So... Another club's going to come in and they're going to be playing championship wages and he's just going to look and go, do I play championship football or do I play League One? And his career, he's getting, he's, he's not getting on a bit, but he's not, he's, he's getting towards you know end of you know late twenties. He's he's gonna he's gonna take it. See, um, yeah, um, I, again, I completely understand it, but me personally, if I'm adding reach, two things about it. One, right, if I'm Chancellor, you can't afford this and that. I don't know how much they get. The thing is, we, we can't really talk about it much because we don't know how much they get paid or whatever, but say that Adam Reeves gets paid, what would you say he gets paid 20 grand a week? Yeah? Let's just yeah. do an example. If he gets paid 20 grand a week, Alex Hunt, Alex Hunt, for example, I hate naming players, but Alex Hunt, how much do you reckon he's on? Four, five? So anyway, Probably say that he's on four. That. Well, say that he's on four or whatever, yeah? Say he's on a fifth for his wages. So you got Alex Hunt, for example. Izzy Brown's going back off loan, like we're paying wages for whatever he's on. I would get, I would just get rid of Alex Hunt or put him on loan, let someone else pay his, pay his wages because he's not good enough. Simple. Um, Finger, his brown's gone back and we're paying wages for. I'd get rid of two or three players that we don't need that we're not going to put him on loan or whatever to be able to afford his wages. So the second point I'm making is if he stays or whatever, whatever, and if I'm adding reach, if I can get around the same wages or similar or whatever, staying at Sheffield Wednesday in League One when we are going to be up there, uh, yeah, or we probably won't, we are going to be up there and he can score the goals he does and he knows he'll just have take piss and, and, he'll, and it won't be much pressure as much of this, this season or whatever, then yeah, I would stay if I were him because I'd rather be a, a, like Gary Medine. I'd rather, Gary Medine, when we, if we didn't go that promotion season, I'd have been buzzing if I were Medine because I know that I'm gonna, everyone's going to be happy in Sheffield like when the season starts and again, we're going to be top of the league, I'm going to bang goals in at crap clubs or whatever. But if we go to championship, pressure's on. If I don't score, you get all this grief like you've seen. So I do think he would stay, yeah. But would I stay personally looking at internet with, with giving, getting tweets like that? No, I wouldn't. So it's, you don't know. You don't know what's going on. Chancere, if you're chairman of a club, like Mike Ashland, who's going to want to sign for Newcastle? Chancere, if they talk to him on a personal level, and or if we go back up, I'll give you this and that or whatever, then it, it's, it's a different situation to him being somewhere else, a different country, and not talking to him and not being in touch and feeling wanted. We don't know, do we? Yeah, I mean, I think... For for me, I just think it's all it's all down to the to the money, and I don't. My gut feeling is that. I mean, we've signed we've signed Barry Bannon uh, on a new on a new deal. We don't really know what all the ins and outs of that deal is, and, and how much he's getting paid and, and stuff. But I feel like Chancery is going to want wanting to cut this wage bill down massively because if we if we wanted if we were if we were going to sign him on the same money that he's on now, we'd have already we'd have already extended his deal. Like earlier on in the season, same with Tom Lee's and yeah. all these other players that are out of contract. There's, there's a reason why I think Chan is waiting until the end of the season. He's either he's either already made his mind up that we're getting rid of them all, or 
is waiting to see what division we're playing in because if we stay up in Championship, we're, we're obviously, you know, yeah, you start afresh. We ain't got a points deduction, and we can have a we can have a good go next next season. But if we get relegated, you know, the the money that comes in is a lot less. Gate receipts are going to be a lot less because we're not going to get as many many fans in. Uh, well, it's, and definitely not initially. Anyway, I know we can always talk about yeah, we'll bounce straight back up. But you look at the likes of Sunderland, Portsmouth, um, Hull. All the yep. teams that have, that have, you know, Wigan even, they've just gone down and then even further down. So yep. it's not just a foregone conclusion. So I think he's just personally waiting to see what division yep. we're in before he makes his mind up. And that could that could come to bite his arse because there's some good players that we've got that are going to uh, end up leaving. But going back to what we said a couple of weeks ago, I think I still think we need to get rid of the vast majority of them and start again. You can follow us on our social media. Just search for at WTIDpod on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook and make sure you get involved. I think this, so for a start, I want to ask you a question, but I'll ask you in a minute. So Adam Reeves, for example, you you can't afford this wages or that wages or blah, blah, right? Would you rather not pay, pay someone less, pay somebody less and risk somebody not being as good and less wages or blah, blah, because you're in League One and you, cause you're just downgrading basically because you're going to League One? Or... Do you do the opposite, like we should do? Do you, do you pay someone more money, get rid of other few people or whatever, because they're going to get more money going up, going back up with better players that, that we've got at the club than not being as good and being in League One and not having as good a chance of going up or whatever. So not only that, revenue, that season when we, we beat United, League One to go up, that were most fans we had at home every single... I'm telling you now, it were. We, every single game, we were, it were rammed every single game because we were winning. Like we were, that, that were it, we were winning games, revenue and all this. So the question I want to ask you, James, is... With Wednesday, we don't know much about how it works with money-wise and all this, but Chancery is still a multi-millionaire, right? So is it something to do with, because you're saying we can't afford this, can't afford that or whatever. Is, is it something to do, because it can't be to do with Chancery, he'll put money into all, you know, he's like. So what? why can't we afford his wages? Is it just financial fair play stuff? Yeah, because really? yeah, we're, we're losing money hand over fist. We're lo- we're, last account, so we're losing half a million pound a week. <laughs> you know, it's frightening right. how much money we're losing. And I think you're right in what you're saying. On paper, it makes perfect sense to pay to pay these players these big wages that are your best players, and we'll and we'll just buy his way out of the league. The problem is we we tried that in 2015, 16 season, and it very very nearly worked, and we nearly yeah. got out, but we didn't. And then unfortunately, we're in this mess because we tried then. So I, I just feel we'll get burnt again if we just try and buy his way out of League One. If we do go down. I think it's just it would, would we're just getting into the same mess before, and I think we need to learn from his mistakes and perhaps just take you know take a bit of a step back. We're not a massive club. We're going to come on to that a little bit a little bit later on as well, and just you know just kind of bite his tongue a bit and let these players go and start again. The way I see it is this, James, and agree with me or disagree with me. Barry Bannon, there's no, Barry Bannon is the best midfielder in League One. Fact. If we win League well, One, best midfield is in Championship. Yeah, but so this is this is a point I'm trying to make, right? If we go down, yeah, Barry Bannon is the best mid standard mid in League One. Fact, that's a fact, right? That to yeah. me anyway, right? Adam Reach is the best left midfielder in League One. To me, that's a fact, right? If we keep Kadeem Harris, he's I'm just trying to think League One teams. I can't see a better right mid than Kadeem Harris. Like you just think about him now in this division, even though they're not performing as well, like. In that league, anyway, Jordan Rhodes, yeah, you can't afford to keep him. Fucking don't be daft, like, but but imagine, imagine, but imagine 
pretend we don't, it's not this and that, and oh, he's this wages or whatever, whatever. Just imagine being able to afford and having Jordan Rhodes in League One, right? We, you know, we know he can score. Is he in a bit of form now? But he will, he will bang him in in League One. Fat, he will, right? So anyway, let me just keep one second. So Tom Lees, if he stays, he will be, he will be one of the best centre backs in that league. Whether Westwood, he will be best keeper. Like, in fact, I think that's a fact, right? So the point I'm making with this, I'm not going to go for every player. The point I'm making with this is Sunderland. They haven't come straight back up yet, but who's, who's Sunderland? Who stands out for him player wise? I didn't. What like Wyke or whatever, there's one or two, whatever. Portsmouth, yeah, when they went down. But the, who's who's in League One now? Who's the best player in League One? Who do you think is best player in League One? I don't, I don't. I, whatever, everyone's got a different opinion. But if we go down and we keep Adam Reach, Barry Bannon, uh, Jordan Rose, for example, whatever, they are the best players in that division. So if we don't go back up with them, there's something bloody wrong. But there's not much, we've got a lot more chance of going straight back up than any other team that's gone down and not come back up because of the players that we've got now. Yeah, but the, pro- the problem you're missing is these players that we've got on paper, are too good for this, like, and not relegation players. You know, Jordan Rhodes should be banging him in for fun. Adam, Adam Reach is far, he's far better than what he's been playing. You know, Barry Bannon, he's, you know, he's had some great games before. We, he shouldn't be playing for a side that's in, in, in relegation. But the fact of the matter is, we are where we are, where we are and, and we, you know, these players should be a lot better, but they're not. So I, I just think that, you're right in what you're saying, if you go down, they will be the best players. But, it doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to need to keep him. I think we've done that far too many times. We've kept players for far too long and we've not moved them on. And we, and we keep thinking, oh, yeah, but in 2015, he had a great season. That's like six, year, that's like six years ago. Sunderland, for example, all these teams run about. I know they, don't, they shouldn't be there in league where they are with these players or whatever. But at the same time, you're like, we've not got... These players now that are at Wednesday, like I've just said, Sunderland, all these teams, our team is, is a million times better than all these teams in League One. Yeah, that doesn't mean they're going to go straight back up forever. But Jordan Rhodes, he has started scoring again. Like he has. He's, he takes his chance to whoever. Um, run about, oh, what we're on about, reaching all this. In, in that league, if they, 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 they can't not, they can't not be, be the best team in division. Yeah, I know he's not no guarantee or whatever, but you've got uh, it, the best chance for us to go straight back up to keep as many, many quality players that, and, and obviously stay this season being the best or whatever, and, it, and our best chance of going back up risking, trying to sign the best ones instead of risking, or oh, let's see what that was like, who's half as much money when he ain't got a clue how good he's going to be for us or whatever, because I think you've got to keep all these people. Like you say with Bannon, yeah, he's, he's like odd days or whatever, whatever. he's been best playing this division. In League One, he can't not, he can't not make a, the same pass as he's making for Wednesday now in Championship. He can't not make it in League One, obviously. So I think you've got to do it. I think you've got to sign these better players, even though I want to start again myself. I, t- I tell you what, rather than carry on going round and round in circles, why don't we just win every game from now till the end of the season? And then we don't even need to need to worry about players in League One and stuff like that because we'll still be playing in Championship. We have a new podcast ready for you to download and listen to each and every Monday. So make sure you subscribe and you'll never miss an episode. episode. Now, something that we talked about uh, on on Twitter earlier earlier on, it was sparked by uh, a bit of a you know a bit of a debate that we had with someone else uh, that follows us. Um, where you, you've probably seen it, you've probably voted on it as well. Barry Bannon again versus Kieran Lee. Now, I know Kieran Lee had his problems with his injuries and stuff, but I'm going to ask that question to you. Would you have Barry Bannon in his prime? Or would you take Kieran Lee in his in his prime? You can only pick one. You can't have both of them. Who are you? Who are you having? See, I'm I'm never one to shy out of something or say, oh, I don't know. I Come on, you can't sit on fence, mate. Come on, well, well, you've got to choose one. Listen to me, right? I won't sit on fence, and I'll say one of them in a minute. But I'll tell you, but 
because I can't sell the fence and I'm going to answer it, I'm going to say this first. I, I, do, I would not have a clue how to choose. But if I did have to choose, the only reason that I'd put sway it one way for me, stuff injuries, like... It, so you can say in his prime. So what what would put me off Keith Lee is just the fact he'd get he got them injuries. Like he gets a lot of injuries where it's banned and done. But if you're on about just in his prime and they never they're always playing, they're never going to be injured. Yeah, on the are. form, on the on the best form that you've seen him in, who are we have uh, See, I, I was just about to say it's got to be Keith Lee, but I, I, it's got to be Bannon. I, I honestly, <laughs> I, I am going to do it. I'm going to try out it, James. I'm not going to say one because. I honest to God, you know what I did? I'll tell you what I voted. I voted because um, we they always starts to be. It's obviously it's obviously Kevin Lee. It's obviously Bannon. Whatever. If, if Keep, Bannon and I had gone to Bolton and Kevin Lee stayed, people would have voted for Bannon more. I'm telling you. But anyway, Kevin Lee were winning votes, so I, I pressed Bannon. I clicked on Bannon. If if, if Bannon were winning, I'd have clicked Kevin Lee because I was like, now this is right. It needs to be 55. That honestly, mate, it was a great question. I don't, I honestly, I, I really wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to pick, I honestly wouldn't, mate. There could be any yeah. two more players that's ever played for Wednesday in the Prime that I wouldn't know who to choose between. I really wouldn't. I mean, yeah, to be fair, I know I've said to you, you need to pick one, but it is a, it is a tough decision, isn't it? Because Barry Bannon is probably one of the best players that we've had in the modern era. You know, he's, uh, he, he, when he's on the ball, he's just fantastic, isn't he? But Kieran Lee, like we spoke about before. I'm going to I'm going to say Kieran Lee. You know why? Because of you. Because of the point you made, the point you made, right? When Kevin Lee weren't there, when he's not there, you realise how much you miss him and what effects he has. I think that's why I'd have to vote for him. But again, to sway it back to 50-50, Barry Bannon is never injured. So if he is injured, you can't really see the effect that he, we miss with him. Do you know what I mean? So Well, he never, he never doesn't play, does he? He plays every game. So you can't you, you, you can't say, like, what is it like we are him? Because he's always there. If Bannon got injured in the middle of the season when we're mid-table for five, uh, six games, for example, and we win all six games, then... Even though he's a great player, this summer not like we would need to change whatever. But if it's same as Kevin Lee, you'd miss the effect we have or whatever. Then you'd realise how much you're missing. Put it this way: if, if we didn't have Bannon this season, we'd be on minus four points. But we, I get what the, the question is. It, it's class. I don't know who would you who did you vote for? By the way, I didn't even ask you. I, I voted for Kieran Lee. Um, the the reason why I've I've gone I've for, for Bannon. Then. <laughs> the reason why I've gone for Kieran Lee is 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 exactly what you've just said. Uh, that when he's not there, you really missed him. The only thing with, Bar- with Barry Bannon, I know he's a, such a fantastic player, but I do just think he just tries far too hard. It's, yeah. it's like that. It's like when yeah. you played at school and there was always that one player that were fantastic, weren't there? And he tried to do he had, everything. He had to do that ball. He had to do he, these big balls. And- no, he, he, you know, he comes and picks it up. He plays in defence. He plays in midfield. He has a shot. He doesn't pass it to anyone. And I'm not saying that Bannon does that, but I do get the feeling that it, like, whenever we're not playing very well, he drops deeper and deeper and deeper. And for me, Barry Bannon needs to... I mean, today was an absolute prime example of that. Come in second half, Barry Bannon was so far forward. He was on edge of 18-yard box. He was like one yeah. of the furthest men forward. And, you know, he, he was picking these passes out and stuff, getting balls, slotting, slotting him through. It was were, were brilliant today. Yeah. But when we're not playing well, like I said, I, I feel like he just... He tries to do too many things. And because of that, I've just got to say, you know, Kieran, Kieran Lee, he's, he, he did it on the biggest stage. The only thing that tarnishes it is exactly what you've said, is, is his injuries. And they were, I think there were two, se- the, the two seasons before he left, uh, not his last season, because he did play quite a few games, although I, I don't think he was quite at his best. I think he had lost a bit. But then there were two seasons where I think he played about 10 games like combined. So I think it was the right decision to get, get rid of him and move him on. But in his prime, Kieran Lee, Absolute best, you know. Well, it, it just shades it for me. 
You know, you know, with Akeem and Lee, it was such a, it was just such a cool-headed professional. All, all of his social media, he's got his wife, don't post much, post a picture of his wife, post a picture of Brighton game with tortures on the phone with him. He was just such a professional. And James, where he were, is his composure. His composure were unbelievable. You just remember straight away that Rotherham goal when he slots thingy, when he slots him through, then that he scores in 93rd minute, whatever it were, just his composure. Brighton takes it on the side, puts it, his composure, and how he played and how he strolled about. He just, it, it, it was easy. He never lost ball, he just... It was just it was just solid, but that again, I know I'm not boring everyone with reads. I'm just using him as an example. But like when Kieran Lee's in centre mid, and you're going attacking forward, or whatever, Bannon's a bit more free, or whatever. Reach knows it can make that run down left, and it can get that ball. You know, it can touch off. It knows people like Kieran Lee are going to put that ball through. But that's what we're touching on with confidence and the players you have around you. It affects a lot of people. So players like Kieran Lee, he's massively missed, and now he's one of them players. He's at Bolton, right in League Two, and he's you want him to do well because he's that nice a kid. You really want him to do well sort of thing. You, you don't want... But I wish he weren't doing so well sort of thing because it's just like, oh, God, now if we go down, Bolton go up in the same league, we need a player like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know, I know, I know exactly what you mean. Now, uh, just before we uh, before we leave, so I, do, I do know you know we have been uh, rattling on a little bit. Well, you have. You have. I am. Hey, <laughs> then. It's, I couldn't get a word in edgeways at the start. <laughs> now, yeah, just one thing. I mean, it's not, not going to quite have the same effect. Um, obviously, we we written you know written this down um, before. Obviously, today's five 0 win, but just something that we were posted earlier on in the week. Um, I don't know if you saw it on, on Twitter by Steve Chu. Uh, it's Steve Chu seventy five on Twitter. If you want to go and read it, he's put a, 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 a quite a long thread on there. And uh, he used to work at Sheffield Wednesday. I don't know what he did, but he used to work there quite a few years ago and I'm not going to read it all out but mainly his, his big, what his big point were is we're not a massive club anymore I know it's the cliche I know we always bang on about it every time a player signs or every time a manager signs for us they always say in the press conference you know we're a massive club and this is that and the other but I think one, one thing it, one thing that he put, pointed out there it, it, it did a t- it put a table up of the average final league positions between 2001, so when we got relegated out of Premier League, to 2020. And it were all the clubs that have, that have spent at least five seasons in the top two divisions in that 20 leagues. Now, Sheffield Wednesday, 39th out of all them clubs. That's not a massive club. Do you know what I mean? That, that's like just finishing above relegation zone in Championship. That's our average finishing position. We're, yeah. we're, not, a big, we're not a big club anymore. And he also went on to say that I think like the recruitment policies and stuff, we're thinking we're, we're, we're a huge club and we need to have that start realisation that we're not anymore. I mean, just before you, uh, just before you butt in. Um, I'm not going to butt in. These teams around, the teams around us, you've got Hull. Now, you won't say that Hull are a massive, uh, a massive club. Um, who else Who else we got? Let's have a look. Uh, Millwall are just below us. Uh, we've got Charlton, Ipswich. Do you know what I mean? Wigan, even. Wigan are 29th, we're 39th. We need to realise that we're, we're, we're a yo-yo club. We're, we're not massive. And I think we need to we need to just kind of not sign all these big players. I know what, what we've been saying before, but we need to kind of give players a chance and just, I don't, I don't know, just, just kind of change our whole total mindset. No, I don't disagree. My, my, my complete opinion is this. We are a massive club. That's my opinion. And my, my opinion is this. Not because are we a of, massive club or have we got a massive football ground? 
well, this is, what I'm to, this is what I'm going to tell you. So this is my opinion, right? My my opinion of a massive club is this. So Wednesday, I'm a footballer and I go abroad to a club, right? And it's a 40,000 stadium and they're playing someone like Brighton, for example, like that game, torches on and all this, whatever. I see one thing like that. It doesn't matter how low they go or anything. That to me is a massive club because there's not many clubs that have a fan base with 40,000 people that sell out every single away game. Sunderland, they're in League One, right? They're in League One. They had Kevin Phillips in past. They've done this in Premier League. They were blah, 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 blah. Are they a massive club, James? Just to say yes or no, are they a massive club? I think, well, I think you've got to say, yeah, really. Just, just yeah, but, without looking too but, deep into it, yeah. Yeah, why? Just tell me quickly why. Why are they a massive club? Well, they've been, my memories are in Premier League. Yes, yeah. So that, this is my point. So there's no, nothing wrong or right about this opinion with this, but put it this way, right? Sunderland fans, they'll be saying, saying we need to realise we're not a massive club because we're in League One. We could really get back up the last four seasons, but they are a massive club. Why? Because they've got a 50,000 stadium, 40,000 stadium, and they take thousands of fans to every game home and away. That, that's a massive club. Bolton, they're not a massive club, but not because they've been in Premier League and in League Two. They they pack away and out when they go some places or whatever. So you've got Ipswich, they've been in Premier League. They, they're not a massive club, they, just because they've been... The point I'm trying to make is Sheffield Wednesday, yeah? not because of players they've had, not because of they had a chance of going up, not because of, yeah, you're going to go up and down with whatever. A massive club to me is a, a 40,000 stadium that you, you can fill up, that fill out every single away game. And I'd rather be that. I'd rather be that massive club. I know everyone says it. and they, Oh, yeah, but are we a massive club? It's not. A, it is. Sheffield Wednesday in the top. What, what is it? Top 10. I'd say size of the grounds means something to club. Simple. Look at Man U. Why are they a massive club? What, everything they've won, but how big is the stadium? Like how many fans said they take to grounds? It's literally like a periodic table. It goes down. The amount of fans, whatever, and then you get the odd ones like Bournemouth and this and that, whatever. But yeah, I think we're a massive club, simple. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I do agree, but, but I think what the, the point that he's trying to make is are we are we not giving over the, these other players uh, a chance because we think we're that massive? Do you know what I mean? We're, are we trying to go for these big-name players mean? that are on a, on a decline rather than Rather than you know, I mean, Palmer's the only player that's come through youth. Other than Shaw, recently, he's the only player that's come through youth system that's done yeah. um, any 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 good. Apart from that, there's hardly been anyone, has they really? They've all either not been given a chance, or they've well, you've just never you've just never seen them, have you? Do you know what I mean? Or they've played and they've been terrible. But I, I, but you look at the likes of Barnsley and all these other clubs who who admittedly aren't massive. And they've given yeah. youth players a chance. Brentford, they've given all their yeah. youth players a chance. Yep. What they're doing there? Yep. So you, that's right. Everything you just said is right. But then think about this as well. You've just used a few teams as an example, yeah. But look at the teams like Watford that are going back up. Norwich that are going back up. Why? Because they've got them big players. Like not for, with the youth. Yeah, Cantwell come for the youth forever, but th- because they've got them players that they had in Premier League sort of thing, whatever. So you can do thousands of examples to teams that have done it the other way around, not just youth, I get it, and yeah, you should bring through youth or whatever, and when we got that League One season, yeah, we, we rebuild with players that weren't on as much wages, didn't have the names or whatever, whatever, yeah, I get that, but it's just as simple as this to me, if Wednesday get relegated to League One, or even in Championship, whatever division they're in, you're a player, right, and somebody's trying to sign you, so in League One, for example, any single club in League One, apart from Wednesday, so I don't, I, I don't know, name a team for Doncaster, for example, I don't know, would you rather go to Doncaster or Wednesday? Like, I'm not being horrible to them, but it's Wednesday, why? Because of the size of the ground. And well, you look at Darren Moore. He's had, he's but, had that choice, hasn't he? He's gone but, to Sheffield yeah, Wednesday. That but, and that's not, yeah, that's not, yeah. Don't because of division. Yeah. So, but that, but that, that is the thing. Like, look at the size. Yeah, you can send a massive and all this and whatever. But 
who would you rather go to? Not just because I'm a Wednesday fan. I would rather go to, like, personally now, I'd rather go to Sunderland, and if they were paying me a bit less, than go to Stevenage or go to Crew. Why? Because they're a massive club. Why? Because they've got a massive ground with loads of fans. That's the way I see yeah. it, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Now, um, yeah, just before we do leave you, i just got a couple of things to uh, touch on. First of all, uh, a massive thanks to everyone that's um, that's donated all, all this uh, memorabilia that we've uh, that we've got. Unbelievable uh, games, shirts, scarves, programs, tickets, loads of stuff. Uh, can't wait to get in the new studio to uh, you know to get it all over there, and, uh, and obviously we'll be sharing loads of photos. So yeah, like I said, massive thanks. If anyone else wants to uh, um, donate some stuff that you've lying around in in loft or whatever. Uh, yeah, please, please do. We're going to make it, this studio is going to look like a shrine to Sheffield Wednesday. It'll look class. Uh, we've got some good um, ideas of stuff that we're going to do, live streams and stuff like that in the future. So, uh, so yeah, that'll be uh, that'll be quality. Um, another thing as well, the interview this week, Jose Semedo, that is an absolute must listen to. I know everyone probably listens to all these um these, you know, the, the interviews that we do already, we've had some class guests on, but hands down, the best interview that we've done is Jose Semedo. It was class, weren't it? It was unbelievable. Um, before we talk about Semedo, because I can't wait for everyone to hear it, and before we talk about that, this memorabilia stuff, what you just said, it's the mad thing about it all is it, this is satisfying, like when they give me this. So, you know what, James, I message you every day and I go, this guy's giving me this, or they give me that. So, this raffle I've been doing. So I messaged a kid going, do you want to have a go? This young lad, 18-year-old, lovely young lad, right? 18-year-old, I said, do you want to uh, have a go at raffle, mate? Five number for these prizes. Sent him prizes, right? And he went, no, I've already got a 2019 signed shirt by players and I've already got a 2016 shirt signed by players. I went, all right, mate, I'll go coach you. I've put, no problem, mate. Thanks for listening, blah, blah. Anyway, he replied, um, saying, these are shirts. He replied, um, I love your podcast. Love listening, blah, blah, blah. Um, I'll have a go at raffle as well. Can you put thing in? Can you put these shirts? Can I give them you? And just have thanks for listening to the podcast, blah, blah. It's, it's, it was unbelievable. So, anyway, I went and met him and he gave me all these tickets, these scarves, and he's like, I don't care about selling them. It's obviously going somewhere that's, that's loved whoever. That other guy with photos, he sent a message, letter that I would him. It's just unbelievable. I can't thank you enough. It really is unbelievable. And this is why now, how many people, James, have we had said to us that do other podcast messages saying, you're, you're doing really well. They've also said you need to start charging. You need to do that. You need to do. I think you need to charge people because we charge people, and you need to because your players, your game, uh, this and that, and this and that, and whatever. And then we say, well, we could do it to twelve part, but we're doing a little raffle to our part, whatever. But people like Samedo, for example, me, me personally, and I'm sure you would. If some other fans like me and you did this and had an interview with Samedo talking about Ronaldo and all this stuff, I'd pay a fiver a month if, if they were talking to people like that. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, th- that's not the point with, with the reason we're not bothered and we're, at the minute until we get whatever is because of these fans that are listening and that are be, just, we, we just love the satisfaction of it. You know what I mean? So it's just lovely. But at the same time, um, these donations are brilliant and it, it's just going to be straight in, straight in podcast room. We're all ceiling and whatever. So yeah, yeah thanks it's... a lot. And tomato, tomato is absolutely incredible. That is, that is just what an amazing guy in every single sense. Yeah, it, it, honestly, it's a, it's a must listen to. Obviously, I'll be going out on Thursday, Thursday morning, as they always do. Um, all these uh, these interview episodes. We've got some more guests lined up. Um, Put it this way: that Semedo interview, mate. After Semedo interview, when Wednesday fans have listened to it, what's your personal opinion? 
is your personal opinion, right? If somebody said to you now, I'm going to give you a million pounds, but you have to put it on this. You have to put it on yes or no, will Jose Semedo be back at Sheffield Wednesday in coaching or this or that in the next 10 years? Will he be back at yes or no? Mate, absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah, from what he was saying, yeah. he's definitely yeah. going to be there. I mean, I'm, I'm not surprised if he's already. I'm not surprised if he's already sorted some yeah. out already. Where we're talking, do you know what I mean? Well, it was exactly. Adamant. I'm not going to read this yet. They, they are going to, they're not going to know about it yet until it comes out. But basically, they're going to laugh when they hear me say this. But it, it's a fact, James. Like you know, he's living in my spare room, and <laughs> it's be absolutely. <laughs> it's going to be really good. He's going to be living in my spare room. So, yeah, absolutely. Now, Jamie, we're going to going to wrap it up now. Um, Everyone, if you have enjoyed listening to us, then as always, give us uh, give us a, a review or, or a rating, mainly for our ego. Not not going to lie, <laughs> just but yeah, it will be class <laughs> to uh, to hear it. Or drop us a tweet on Twitter. It's at WTID Pod. Same on Facebook. Same on Instagram. Uh, just give us a follow. It does really really help. Um, so yeah, listen to that to Samedo interview on Thursday, please. It's uh, definitely a must, a must win, uh, a must win, a must listen. <laughs> and um, about, it's a bye from me, by the way. But before we go, I forgot to say a shout out to Josh, Josh Douglas. Really good, really, really amazing lad. I'm gonna share his music on a few podcasts. And his wife is well, his missus is pregnant. And congratulations to them. And they're really unbelievable. They're just a lovely couple. Anyway, then else. Yeah, see you later, everyone. And we'll uh, we'll see you all next week. Cheers, guys. TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.